What's up, guys? Max, you're back with a brand new episode of the Scuttlebutt Show. I hope wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you're having a great day. I, for one, am having a pretty okay day. I uh, went out last night with a good friend of mine, had a couple drinks, had a little bit of a slow start to the morning, if you will, if you will. But what I will say about it is we managed to stay out of trouble, have a good time, no NJP incidences, no UCMJ violations, none of that stuff. Unlike the main character of today's show that we'll be getting at just a little bit later. I hope you guys are ready for that one. We have some serious stories today. We have some fun stories today. It's going to be an all-around great episode. And then tomorrow, as it always is, is user call-in day. So stick around for that this week. And when we have that episode, I'll have a Zoom link posted. You can call in and join me on the chat. Everyone from TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, wherever you're watching from. Thank you guys for joining me today. As always, this is the Scuttlebutt Show. John, Corporal, everybody in the chat, check in. Let me know you're there. It's great to see you. And like I said, uh, we have a pretty fun show today. I am just a couple admin notes. Super excited to announce that, uh, you know, that documentary that I've been working on, it's, it's, it's done. I mean, it's done, done in the, it's locked in. Um, we're having a premiere Cinco de Mayo, May 5th, and it's going to be a big deal. I'll be posting a video about that premiere, but I will not be posting the video, the actual film publicly on Facebook until I figure out kind of what the next steps forward with that are. But I just want to thank you guys for enduring with me. I know a lot of times over the summer, in the spring, I said, hey, no show today. I'm going out to work on the documentary. No show tomorrow. I'm going to be filming for the documentary. Sorry, guys. Filming for the documentary. I was up late last night working on the documentary. Um, but now that's going to become realized. All of that work, all of that time, it's going to become realized. And I'm so excited. I really am. I feel really good about it. Um, man, yesterday's episode was cool. Yesterday's episode was a good time. Today's big story... Oh man, it's crazy. It's totally crazy. I, uh, Chris Chaos, what's up? Hey, totally unrelated, but are you interested in buying some Chris Chaos vapes? <laughs> Too funny. Too funny. We're going to talk all about it. But, and by the way, Chris, great to see you in the chat. Uh, first, before anything else, let's get some serious stories out of the way. We have some wild ones today. We got this one for starters, unfortunately. Navy junior officer, 29 years old, EOD dies during training in Hawaii. This is breaking news, but this is Navy Lieutenant JG. So in 02, first rank is Ensign. When you're an officer, the first rank you get is Ensign. The second rank you get is Lieutenant Junior Grade. Aaron Fowler, 29, assigned to EOD, Explosive Ordnance Disposal Mobile Unit 1, died on April 17th while participating in training at Marine Corps Base Hawaii. It's, there aren't too many details about this, but this is kind of breaking, came across the blotter, and I wanted to give you guys the news. It says here that he was uh, he became unresponsive while participating in training at the Kanoi uh, Bay base, according to a statement from Navy Expeditionary Combat Command (NECC). Navy officials did not say how the 2018 Naval Academy graduate died, but said NCIS and local authorities are investigating. I don't know what to make of that. Counseling is available to teammates through chains of chains of command, command chaplains, and the fleet and family sports center. The Navy said Fowler first enlisted in the service in 2012 and commissioned as an officer after attending the Naval Academy. So he was prior enlisted. Goes through all this work, commissions, and then unfortunately this happens. In January, he joined the EOD unit, which specializes in clearing explosive hazards to provide access to not denied areas. 
Rear Admiral Joseph DeGuardo, who leads uh, EOD Mobile Unit 1, described Fowler as a brave warrior. Fowler's decision to join this elite special operations community was a testament to the dedicated and selfless character he embodied, and his legacy will endure in our ranks through those he inspired by his service, the commander said. And EOD is an incredibly difficult job, incredibly stressful, incredibly dangerous. EOD members do a wide variety of, of uh, missions and they're attached to a wide variety of commands. One of those missions is, of course, supporting uh, special operations, Navy SEALs on deployment, on missions, and uh, Mobile Unit 1. I've worked with them out of uh, San Diego and seen those guys on deployment. Sometimes they deploy just one or two of them with a team, and they do an incredible job with an incredibly difficult uh, task. I mean, imagine you find an unexploded ordinance or an IED or something like that, and they call you to go right up to it, start messing with it. Very brave, incredible courage. So unfortunate news there out of the Navy, but I want to bring that to you guys. So that's too bad. Let me know what you guys think about EOD or any experiences you have working with EOD in the, uh, in the comments. There's a, I know I put in the headline today, um, man, every, every story today is pretty serious. I know I put in the headline today, vapist, vapist on trial. Some of you might already know, um, what we're going to be talking about, but there are some serious charges being made, charges being levied against some major people, major players in the military space. And, uh, one of those is this gentleman right here, Patriot battalion, Patriot Battalion Command Sergeant Major faces court-martial on fraternization charges. It's got to be pretty bad to go to a court-martial. Let's see what's going on here. The former top NCO for a Fort Hood, of course it's Fort Hood, Texas-based Air Defense Battalion is set to face court-martial in June over allegations that he had an illegal affair with a subordinate and then lied about it in an official statement. Sergeant Major Thomas Barrios is charged with fraternization and adultery. Probably the adultery is why he's uh, going to court-martial. Carrying on an affair with a subordinate according to a charge sheet provided by to Army Times by Third Corps officials. He was serving as the command sergeant major for the 69th. <laughs> is it just, is it a coincidence that he was fraternizing and he's in the 69th? I mean, is that just me? Air Defense Artillery Brigade's 4th Battalion, 5th Air Defense Regiment. I love reading out commands that people in the Army are attached to. It takes a whole paragraph. So that's when this alleged relationship occurred. Now he's assigned to headquarters while he awaits trial. He pled not guilty, according to online court records. The air defense NCO made deliberate and repeated comments and gestures of a sexual nature toward a soldier beginning in May 2021 and engaged in a physical relationship with an unnamed corporal. Corporal. Uh, that's jumping pretty far down the chain between July 2021 and mid-September of that year. Barrios' conduct compromised the integrity of supervisory authority and harmed good order and discipline in the unit. Always remember, guys, just for all the service members out there, when it's in a service, in the service, in a senior subordinate relationship, the subordinate sailor, marine, airman, guardian, uh, soldier cannot consent because of the fear of reprisal from the senior person. So if you're a leader, one thing to keep in mind that maybe will prevents you from engaging in fraternization is that your subordinate, even if they feel, if, even if it feels consensual, they're not really able to give consent from a legal perspective. Barrios was married throughout the alleged affair, requested and received nudies of the corporal and wrongfully engaged in, in intercourse with a junior soldier in his Colleen, Texas home in his wife's bed. Not okay. 
Barrios made two false sworn statements. So that's, you know, perjury. He'll probably face charges on that. Uh, that was in September on the 22nd, 25th, when he denied having a personal relationship with the corporal, according to the charge sheet. Investigators believe Barrios also lied when he denied their personal communications and their sexual relationship. Third Corps official who provided the charge sheet cautioned that all accused soldiers are presumed innocent unless proven guilty, which we all know is true. The 69th ADA Brigade Public Affairs Officer Major Montrell Russell told Army Times that the brigade's commander moved quickly after learning of the reported affair. Colonel Bennett dealt with the allegations swiftly as soon as they came to his level, said Russell. At least he didn't try to bury it like so many other stories that we've had here. Barrios' military attorney did not respond to an email, so we'll be waiting to see what happens at that trial, which is set to begin June 28th in Fort Hood. I mean, do I have to be the one to tell you that maybe you shouldn't be effing around on Fort Hood? They're kind of looking for that stuff right now. People can't just, people can't resist cannot resist so that's that one that's that one at least with that story there's no like victim except for maybe his family i guess is the victim there who would you guys say is the victim in that one because it sounds like the corporal effectively was culpable consenting uh participating in the relationship this even though it was a senior subordinate relationship this person obviously was engaging in sending nudies and stuff like that who do you think is the victim there i'm gonna say it's that guy's family and uh, he'll probably get pretty much uh, busted down, forced out, either retired, or he could even face jail time, I guess. Uh, John Frank. Hey, what's up, Eviana, in the chat? Great to see you. Nuggets, great to see you. That's awesome to see you guys out there in the chat, everybody. Welcome, A.N. If I haven't, call, if I haven't gotten to you yet, Buford, welcome, everybody, to the chat. The 69th ADA calls their barracks Valor Hall. This CSM does not fit the bill for that, John says. Absolutely. Man, this man's st uh, staking all the stacking all the bodies regardless of rank. Uh, what's He's married? Oh, no, nah, Nugget says. Hey, by the way, with Nuggets out there, if anybody out there did the 420 burpees, I just, I know you're probably feeling bad today. I know you're probably feeling pretty sore. I'm feeling pretty sore. I'm feeling actually very sore. My forearms are very sore. My calves are very sore. And my lower back is very sore. Shoulders are very sore. You know what? My entire body's very sore. I love that feeling. I love it. That's why I'll be back for it next year too. It's uh, let's see. Buford says you all all you need to know. You all need to know the saying: Don't dip your pen in company ink. Ah, oh, yeah, that's a an oldie but a goodie. Let's um, let's address something. Uh, we talked about suicide this week. Um, unfortunately, that's not something that I like to talk about. A suicide hit, you know, the community that I come from uh, in the last week, and it's really shocking. I mean, I, I was shocked. That's what I'll say. I was shocked. Um, couldn't believe it. Um, it, it. It's it's something, I don't know how to reconcile it, really. Like, that someone would take that, you know, final extreme measure that actually do it, you know, I don't know. I don't even know what to say about it, to be honest, except for, you know, if you need to talk to somebody, if you're going through it, just, you know, reach out for help. People will help you. People want to help. Everyone would rather help than attend your memorial services. Um, oh man, it's tough. The military has had serious issues with uh, suicide. Suicide prevention is a whole program in the military. 
Yesterday, I almost did a story about the third sailor in a week dying on a ship, and I didn't do that story, but I'm glad that I didn't because today, another story comes up kind of on the heels of that that exposes an even deeper problem, and we're going to talk about that uh, right now. Ten deaths in ten months, including three in a week, string of suicides on a single aircraft carrier, on an aircraft carrier, a Navy ship. On the morning of April 11th, Captain Brent Gott, the commander of the USS George Washington, an aircraft carrier undergoing major shipyard work at the Newport News, Virginia uh, docks, got on the ship's intercom. Two sailors had died on April 9th and 10th, and Gott was alerting the crew that those deaths were the 8th and 9th suicides the ship had experienced on, in nine months. Three sailors who heard the announcement told military.com on the condition of anonymity to avoid retaliation. So there's kind of some whistleblowing here. And people know that the shipyards is an incredibly tough time for ship's company staff. People who are stationed on the ship, live on the ship. The shipyards, the dry docks are a rough patch to go through. One, ex one of these sailors explained that got talking to the crew first thing in the morning, went on to tell sailors to reach out and talk to someone if they needed help and that resources were available to them. That sailor described it as what they say after after they have a suicide every time. It's what I just said, and it is true, and it is true. Four days after the announcement, another sailor was found unresponsive on board the ship, a Navy spokesperson confirmed to military.com, and that sailor later died at a hospital in Newport News. Two of the sailors who spoke with military.com said that got later told the crew that the latest death was a member of the ship's security team who had a self-inflicted wound. I don't know if that's to imply that they had been carrying a uh, service weapon, Suicides have risen sharply in the military. In 2020, 384 active duty service members died by suicide, a 44% increase from 2015. And since 2014, 4,842 service members have uh, taken their own lives. And this is getting to the point where we've talked about Alaska, we've talked about other places that are having spikes, and it's getting to the point where the, the government at the highest levels is stepping in. Asked about the reports from the member's crew, a Navy spokesperson did not confirm or deny Gott's remarks, in, instead outlining a total of seven deaths, four of which had not been previously disclosed by the service. The fact that the carrier is in the shipyards and for far longer than originally planned has created a difficult environment, according to the sailors who spoke to military.com. And there's also a, a, I don't know, an attitude of when you're on a ship, people tend to make it suck as much as possible. A lot of leaders do. Um, I don't know what the deal is with that, but it's definitely a real thing, and it's really unfortunate. In t uh, the, in the Nimitz-class aircraft carrier had been undergoing a refueling and complex overhaul. Now, when they say refueling, what they mean is a nuclear reactor refueling, so they're replacing the nuclear reactor core. The massive maintenance period, which typically lasts four years, is usually done halfway through a carrier's 50-year life to refuel the reactor and to see to repairs and upgrades. In 2019, the ship was scheduled to be done in 2021. By 2020, that had changed to 2022, uh, citing the pandemic as cause. For sailors, the delays have meant continuing to labor under unpleasant and taxing conditions. You're talking about, you know, loud noise, um, exposure to like hazardous or toxic fumes, dust, uh, a lot of like difficult and unpleasant manual labor, like needle gunning, which we talked about, it can be kind of maddening noise there. So yeah, it's not a fun time. George Washington crew members who don't have a housing allowance or otherwise live off ship had to move back aboard last year, despite the fact that the carrier is still being worked on. Now, this is the part that's really crazy is normally if the ship's in dry docks, they will move the crew off into barracks, but they had to move back onto the ship. 
and during the pandemic. Uh, good job, genius leaders over there. So when I was on the ship, we would have little maintenance periods going on. Even our reactor core had to be uh, cut out and replaced when I was on the Reagan. It was this whole crazy thing. And there will be literal uh, construction crews coming in and out of your bedroom, basically, all day long, running massive air ventilation tubes, electrical wiring, tons of noise. It says here they live in a construction zone. There's grinding, needle gunning. There's always problems with ventilation. There's always problems with hot water. They went on, a sailor said. And I can confirm that pretty much checks out with uh, everything that I experienced when I was on the ship too during construction periods. It's rough. The people coming on there to do the work, they're doing rough work. You know, this is not, they're not doing this with you in, in mind, the person living there. It's not good. You could be sleepless. You could be hungry. You could be without hot water, it says, like it says here. Two of the sailors recalled that during the winter months, the lack of ventilation meant that the ship got so cold, the epoxy-covered floor would crackle underfoot. That's why the shipyard sucks, one sailor said. The shipyard sucks totally. Ship life in port sucks in general. Two, uh, let's see. That's, excuse me. It's not like one big glaring problem. It's just a bunch of small stuff that adds up and adds up and adds up, but it never goes away. Lieutenant Commander Robert Myers, a spokesman for the commander of Naval Air Force Atlantic, told Military.com that the Navy is aware of four separate incidents that tragically resulted in the death of four service members assigned to the USS George Washington that occurred at off-base locations over the past 12 months. These deaths, in addition to the three from April 9th, 10th, and 15th, for a total of seven instead of the 10 that got told his crew, these four deaths had not been publicly acknowledged by the service before now. Myers referred to military.com to the local officials who investigated these unfortunate events as to confirm the cause of death, and he did not say what the cause was. He added a rapid response team of mental health professionals had been sent to the carrier, and they were working with the crew as of Wednesday. And if... Uh, I hope that if sailors go talk to that rapid response crew and they cite leadership, toxic leadership as a cause, they will immediately intervene and remove some of those leaders who for, I mean, I've seen it with my own eyes, who for literally no reason will just make life suck for their junior sailors at a time when it's really not necessary. And I don't know where that attitude comes from. If you have any idea, comment down below. Since the initial acknowledgement of the three April Destiny has identified two of the sailors, retail service specialist, third class Mikhail Sharp, was found deceased at an off-base residence, and the body of interior communication electrician third-class Natasha Huffman was found at a separate off-base location on April 10th. Both sailors have been assigned to the George Washington straight out of their respective training schools and boot camp. Junior sailors. While these incidents remain under investigation, there is no initial indication to suggest there is a correlation between the two. Like, not that they knew each other or somehow were involved. Nikki MGTV in the chat, what's up? Great to see you. They won't be removed, he says. Unfortunately, you're probably right. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby reiterated that their deaths are under investigation before briefing Tuesday, before adding that our thoughts and prayers go out to the families for the crews who are now no longer in the ranks. So this is a huge problem. This is crazy. In addition to difficult living conditions for those on the ship, all three sailors who spoke to military.com highlighted a parking situation that was so disorganized and haphazard, a system of off-site parking lots, shuttle buses, and long walks to the ship that even sailors who lived minutes from the shipyard had to leave hours in advance of the workday. That meant additional time that a sailor could be getting up around 4 a.m. and not returning home until 6 p.m. that evening, isolating them from their families. The ship is so is so toxic about that stuff, too. They'll do these things called fast cruises where they make you just stay on the ship despite being in port. Uh, it, I was just having a conversation about this last night. The ship totally sucks when it comes to balancing 
personal lives of the people stationed on it and the mission of the ship. And I, and I mean, especially when a ship is in port, they do a horrible job and people walk around like their purpose on earth is to just make sure that everyone is hating every part of every day. There's so much busy work. There's so much unnecessary stuff that people are made to do on the ship when it's in port. And this is during dry dock when the ship is not even expecting to go underway or anything. It's so unnecessary. The, the skipper should be relieved. I, it's unbelievable that the skipper's still in charge of this thing. Another sailor said that the level of attention that leadership gave to the parking assignments amid a drumbeat of suicides led him to conclude that the ship's leaders obviously give a blank more about their parking spaces than they do the actual people there. I'll just say ship parking has always been crazy too. It, it, I, I, I did, I mean, I remember, did, I, I never, it never was like a mental health crisis for me, but I, all these issues are the same ones that I remember people going through when I was on the ship in 2004. We haven't learned anything. I, man. Myers said in a statement that every death of a sailor is tragic and affects our Navy family. As with any incident, our leadership team remains fully engaged to assess the morale of the crew, to ensure their health and well-being, and to foster a climate of trust that encourages sailors to ask for help. Hernandez, the Newport News shipbuilding spokesman, said that out of respect for our customers and to protect the privacy of military families, Newport News uh, shipbuilding does not discuss the death of our U.S. Navy teammates with the exception of workplace accidents, OSHA-type stuff. Our condolences go out to the Navy families and friends and our shipbuilders during this time of loss. The latest Navy statement noted that chaplains, psychologists, counselors, and leadership are engaged with the crew and are providing the appropriate support and counseling to those grieving the unexpected loss of our shipmates. I'd love to know what you guys think in the comments down below, but it sounds to me like this skipper needs to absolutely go, and so do many other leaders on board the ship. There's absolutely no reason that people should be out there dealing with these types of issues when this ship is in dry dock undergoing maintenance. Nobody should be living on board the ship. It's totally unsatisfactory during a, a maintenance period like that to have people living on board the ship. It's crazy. Absolutely insane. I hope that the Navy steps in and addresses some of these issues directly, sends in outside uh, kind of advisors to get people into better situations. That's horrible. Rob Sweetman, what's up? What happens when they ask for help though? Now they're stigmatized and they still won't get a better parking spot. <laughs> it's true. What they need to do is send a, a third party in to oversee what's going on on board that ship. And just to, it, it should be at this point, we had, we had a conversation about this. It was earlier this week or last week about the, uh, the, people who are kind of persecuting that other sailor who asked for mental health treatment on board the ship. And I just said, regardless of the situation, regardless of the situation, is it really better to challenge people who are saying that they're having mental health issues than to let them go home or let them go to the doctor? There's, there's just no way. How much are haircuts going for on ships? Good question, John. Um, you don't want to go to that ship barber, I'll tell you that. Those ship servicemen out there. Uh, let's see. Anything like the incident with Bonham Richard? The fire? I don't know about that. Um, let's see. The vaped crusader did nothing wrong. Shame on big army for stifling a young soldier with the classic American entrepreneurial spirit. I totally disagree with you, but uh, um, we'll talk about it here in a minute. Mass parking, better parking isn't really optional. Eviana, what's up, says, waves at Nikki MGTV. Yes, everyone wave at Nikki MGTV because he's the man. Wait a minute. The Navy has recalls and EDREs during port calls. Uh, 
What's an EDRE? Help, help me remember. Maybe I'm missing that acronym. We got So we got one more. We're going to talk about the vape situation here in a second, but we got one more story to get to before we do. <sighs> you know, there has been a, what do, how do I say? What do I say? There has been a story kind of going around and we've hit on it a little bit, but we haven't covered it. I didn't know. I didn't know what to say about it. The story was basically an, a general from the Air Force is going to court martial for uh, sexual assault. Should he be tried by a jury or his guilt determined by a judge? And that's been the story for a for a hot minute. Okay. Should he should he go to a trial being ruled or, or his guilt being uh, determined by a jury of his peers or a judge. And for a while it was a judge. Then it was switched over to a jury. Then it was switched over back to a judge. And I'm like, what is the drama here? What is the big deal with, um, with this jury judge? Like why, you know, I don't know why for months, this has been like headline news on military.com, military times, uh, the websites that I normally go to for my stuff. But now that trial has started. And the facts are coming out, and it sounds insane. Let's talk about it. General Cooley's attack on me was like an F5 tornado, sister-in-law testifies. It's an interesting metaphor. I'm not quite sure I totally get it, but let's hear more in detail what that's all about. So this Air Force Major General, who you might have heard all this drama about, will his trial be by jury or by judge, all this stuff, it's been flip-flopping back and forth. I didn't really know why it was becoming such an issue, but now we have the actual details of the crime that he's accused of committing and why maybe he was trying to uh, avoid being uh, facing a judge directly. The sister-in-law of Air Force Major General William Cooley, sister-in-law, remember that, testified in detail Tuesday about what she described as Cooley's attack against her, alleging he pinned her up her body, her upper body against her car door and groped her against her will after an off-duty car ride in August 2018 in Albuquerque. I'm scared, the wife of Cooley's brother said in a direct testimony during Cooley's court-martial. I'm terrified. This is a man I've known since 1988, so 30 years. I feel like I'm having an out-of-body experience. I'm thinking... This is how assaults happen, she said. She used a different word, but I won't say it here for censorship purposes. Um, her her brother-in-law or the sister-in-law of Air Force Major General. So his brother's wife, that's a monstrous thing to do. That is horrible. That's going to be an awkward Thanksgiving. The accuser in the case testified that Cooley, a two-star general and former commander of the Air Force Research Laboratory at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, pinned her against the driver's side door of her Jeep while they were both inside the vehicle after she gave Cooley a ride, cupping her breast over her clothing and pressing his hand between her legs. Jeez. Bill Cooley's attack on me was like an F5 tornado coming into my house without my knowledge, without my consent, ruining everything in its path, she said. Cooley faces one charge of abusive sexual contact with three specifications. If convicted by the judge who he's now facing, an Air Force colonel, Cooley faces dismissal from the service, loss of rank, pay and benefits, and up to 21 years of confinement. We talk about how it seems like, you know, high-ranking officers never get in trouble, but this potentially, if he's found guilty, could be a change to that. The accuser in the case is a civilian woman who does not work for the DOD. 
Cooley pled not guilty Monday and denied the charges in a pretrial hearing last year. General Arnold Bunch, commander of the Air Force Material Command, removed Cooley from the AFRL, Air Force Research Laboratory, command in January 2020 after an Air Force investigation. Tuesday was the second day of the court-martial, but the first day of testimony from witnesses. The trial is at 88th Air Base Wing headquarters at Wright-Patterson. Cooley's accuser was on the stand for some five hours. That's a long uh, testimony. That must have been difficult to sit there and be grilled for that long. Much of the questioning focused on what defense attorney Dan Conway portrayed as inconsistencies between the sister-in-law's report that the Air, to the Air Force of Special Op, uh, Investigations, the OSI, and her account of the events that, of that evening to others. During direct testimony, the complainant testified that Cooley forced my right hand over his genitals. I yanked my hand back. She said, I said, she said, I said, Bill, stop, just stop. Imagine that horrifying moment where you're like, there, there's a point where, um, there's a point where it, a situation crosses a line that, you know, there's no turning back from, and she must have realized that, you know, this is, uh, this is just like, this has now happened and it can't be undone. In the recording to the OSI agent, did he ever, it says, did he ever make you, did you touch his genitals? She said, just the fabric of his leg. In the court, however, she said, I consider the fabric of his inside leg and genital area. I consider that. Also, during direct questioning, Air Force Major Abigail Hunter, an attorney in the government's prosecution team, asked the accuser why after the events in question, she told her husband that we, she and Cooley, kissed. Interesting. Cooley's sister-in-law answered that she regretted any intimation or language that portrayed the encounter as in any way consensual. I regret that to this day, she said. So she's saying that it was completely unwarranted, completely not consensual, but that she said some things that could be twisted around in court. That's her side of it. During cross-examination, Conway focused on her motives and the motives of her husband, accusing them of attempting to make an anonymous report to OSI about what they said Cooley did that night in New Mexico. You were going to lie to your family about who reported against Cooley, Conway said to her. You... We just weren't going to address it, the witness replied. She stated that she wanted Cooley to own the truth. Observers have said that this is the first time an Air Force general officer has been court-martialed, which is why I think it became such a big deal. Cooley requested Monday that his court requested Monday that his court-martial be heard by the judge instead of a jury, similar to a bench trial in civilian court. Redirect, oh, interesting, that his court-martial be heard by the judge. He wanted it heard by the judge instead of the jury. Interesting. Redirect questioning of the alleged victim by the team of Air Force attorneys is set to resume Wednesday night. So we'll try to uh, report on the conclusion of this story. But it's interesting that this is the first time an Air Force general has been up in a court-martial like this, especially for a crime like this. What do you guys think? How does this sound to you? Does any of this sound suspicious? Does it sound like he's probably, you know, somebody who may be guilty? And if he is guilty, if he is found guilty, what do you think his punishment should be? You tell me in the comments. Crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Regal, what's up? Hey, great to see you. She should have known better. He drives a Jeep. Who does he think he is? Trump? A lot of women make things up to get paid. Well, I never uh, I never think that that's true unless I find out. I think everything should be investigated. I don't support this idea that everyone, every woman should be believed just based off of that. You know, we know that these things happen. It's it, totally ignorant to pretend like people don't lie and make things up and make false accusations. It's also totally dumb to, because you know that that happens sometimes, to assume that every time you hear about it, that's true. Uh, I just think that it's, 
it's obviously both of those are wrong. And I don't know why people take one side or the other on that as if there's not an option to just investigate allegations. I don't know. Call me crazy. All right, guys. I want to get into this vape, this vape thing. So uh, the other day I'm browsing through TikTok as I do, as I do. And I come across this video of a dude talking about how he got kicked out of the army. And I thought I had like discovered this. I hadn't seen this anywhere else on the internet. But then the next day, as I'm thinking about whether or not I want to bring this to your guys' attention, Nikki MGTV posts a video about this. And then he references that Angry Cops made a video about this. And I hadn't heard about this. This organically came across my TikTok feed. And that's how I was exposed to it. And now it's turning into a story that's grown to the point where it's on major military news sites like Task and Purpose. So let's talk about this. Let's check out this guy's TikTok. And let's talk about why I think all of this is dumb. Army investigating soldier for allegedly trying to sell vapes to trainees and fleeing the police. What in the world could be stupider than, first of all, vaping, but then also getting in trouble for selling vapes? Grow up. For real. It is so dumb. And then this person decided to make a series of TikToks, which of course could be used in a trial against him, explaining his side of the story. And we're going to get into all that. So this one is really, really, really special. This one is crazy. An army private is under investigation for an incident at Fort Lee, Virginia, which according to a series of TikTok videos he posted involved him allegedly going to the base, dressing up as a trainee and attempting to sell vape pens to other soldiers in training on post before getting caught and leading authorities on a high speed chase. The army, the army, the army, the army, the army. Private Dakari Tor, hopefully I'm saying the name right, who's only 20 years old, God, messing your life up so young, explained in a series of three TikTok videos in March that he was getting kicked out of the army over the incident, which he said was the second time he'd gone to the army post to sell vape pens to soldiers training there. Tor said he'd previously graduated AIT at Fort Lee before getting stationed at Fort Bragg. Tor told task and purpose on Tuesday that he was still in the service, but given his paperwork that day to be chaptered out of the army. A spokeswoman for the 18th Airborne Corps confirmed on Tuesday that there was an active investigation into Tor who was assigned to the 1st Brigade Combat Team 82nd Airborne regarding an incident at Fort Lee in February. No further details about the incident were available given the investigation's ongoing nature. Attempts by task and purpose to reach the civilian police department involved in the incident were unsuccessful. However, the series of TikTok videos posted by Tor offers the soldier's version of events according to the first video. And we're going to start with that first video and we're going to go through these and kind of talk about what's going on here because this guy is out of control. So I got TikTok pulled up right here. This is his uh, first video. Let's watch this one. It is all in one video. So I'm going to make a part one, part two, part three. This is part one right Man, I done done so much fuck shit. But before I tell the story, I'm going to give y'all a little bit of background. All right? I graduated from Fort Lee, AIT down in Virginia, but I got stationed. Look at this. This guy's a, a young man. Joins the army. He's got braces. Like he's so young, he's got braces, and he's gonna throw his career. I'm just gonna start it like this: throw his potential career away, all the money he could have made, all the things he could have learned, all the friends he could have made, all the travel he could have done. Throws it all away to make a couple extra dollars selling vapes, which is the dumbest thing I can even imagine doing. In Fort Bragg, North Carolina. So that's only like a two-hour job. You see what I'm saying? Right there on Owens Island. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So one day I get the wise idea to just let my LT came in the room. 
ignore him. I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna drive back down to Farley and sell vapes because that's where the money at. I had the plan. Also, is this like a, a, a common thing that people do? Is selling vapes a common thing? Like to dudes who are in training, you can't get their vapes. And also stop vaping. Like this is the dumbest thing that I've ever seen. It just, it just came back and bit me in the ass for real, for real. If you from on this island, you know that selling vapes is where the real money at. You know what I mean? I'm gonna drive down to Fort Lee, hop out in PTs. You feel me? Hop out in PTs. Act like I'm a trainee, put a camel back on, put a mask on, you know? Big ass bag of vapes. It's just, you feel me? Just selling them. His demeanor here, I'm not, I'm no body language expert, but it, look at, he's just smiling the whole time talking about this, like as if he still thinks that this was a cool thing to do. Back taxing their ass, just selling, boom, boom, boom. Fucked around and got caught by one of my old drill sergeants. Oh my God. You know, he say, he say, is that- Hey, I will say real quick, if you think that you're not going to see your drill instructor again, your recruit division commander again, I've seen all of mine. I hear people all the time. If, if when you go to boot camp, expect to see those people again. I'm telling you right now. Tor, ain't you at Brad? When he said that, my I ain't gonna lie, my heart pounded, no cap. My heart, I'm so stupid because I got caught up because I had earrings in and PTs. That's how I got caught. He like, is that Tor? I'm like, shit, yeah. Then they, they started asking me questions. Eventually, I'm like, man, fuck that. Take our running on the ass. Boom, 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 boom. Like for part two. Like for part two. All right, so let me address a couple questions really quick. Would I have him on my show? You know what? Tomorrow's call-in day, Tor. If you're out there, you want to call into the Scuttlebutt show tomorrow, you know, Friday, April, or Thursday, April 21st, that's your day. If you want to talk about this with me, hit me up. You know, we'll, we, can, we can talk about it. What did he do wrong? What did he do wrong? Is what he did against the law? Yes. Yes. First of all, it's against Army regulation to go do that. You're not allowed to just go sell anything on base. You're not like, you're not allowed to just set up and sell anything on base at all. Additionally, you're it's, it's pretty much, I think against the law everywhere to go into a store, buy something and then walk outside and sell it. Like, you know how things are, are packaged as not for resale. Like you're not supposed to buy stuff and then just sell it like that. You're just not supposed to do that in, in wholesale, like in quantities. That's kind of against the law because then you're like kind of running a business and you need, then you probably got to start paying taxes on that stuff. Yes. Everything about that is illegal. It's illegal probably in 20 different ways. All right. So additionally, even if it wasn't, uh, it doesn't matter because it's against army regulation. And that's really all you need to know because once you're on base, you get in trouble for anything in the army or the military says you're in trouble for it. That's it. That's just super simple. All right, here's part two. I'll continue on with the story. I'm gonna cut some things out real quick because we got some people making fake accusations on me. I've never sold weed. I have never smoked weed. I have never sell weed. I don't even know what we smell like forever. But now that we passed that, I can tell the story. I was originally at the defect. I had no business being there. Like I said, I ran into my old drill sergeant, so I take our runner. Before I took our runner, they asked me a couple questions. They was asking me what company I'm in, so I told them my old company, Echo 832nd. The problem with that was, these was Echo 832nd drill sergeant. I know I'm fast, so if I run, they can't catch me. I hit the corner, and I'm gone. Boom, 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 boom. So I ran across the bridge, and I made it to, like, the first smoke pit. Out of nowhere, one of the drill sergeants said, I love that his, like, point of reference here is the smoke, like, how many smoke pits there are. That's such an on-base thing to do. Uh, man. I just, like, I look at this guy... And he's making these TikToks, which is so stupid. It's really dumb. You are really, really dumb for real. 
but he's charismatic, right? He can get on here and speak. He's talking about being fit. There's no reason this dude couldn't have done well in the army. Like, how about you just make the next rank, like from E2 to E3 or whatever, and then you would would make in a year more money than you'd make selling those vapes. Did you ever crunch the numbers? Say, hey, stop that guy. Soldier started running up trying to tackle me and shit. Let me remind y'all, I'm on this island. All the 89 Bravo, the mechanics, the EOD, the motherfucking drill sergeants. And, man, I remember one soldier ran up, so I hit his ass. Boom. They all started like, all right, that's, I mean, that's not cool. Like there's no, there's nothing good about that. Now he's running, he's hitting people because he doesn't want to get caught. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to defend anybody here. I think everything about this is dumb and that he's stupid and that ruined his life. But, uh, you know, I'm just saying people join the military to get out of bad situations, to change their lives. That's the opportunity that the military kind of offers you. It might suck sometimes, especially when you're young, but it's a chance to kind of, Figure some of this stuff out and get out of doing exactly this type of thing. People who go into the military and then do these things. No, I don't have a lot of sympathy for. I don't have sympathy for people selling drugs in the barracks, selling vapes on base. I don't I don't have sympathy. I'm just saying how differently it could have gone. It could have gone a whole another way. Bombarding me. I ain't gonna lie. So they like they end up catching me. Once they catch me, all the NCOs run up and gather around me and they like, what's in your bag? They search my bag too. You feel me? All, they, they dumped all my vapes on the floor. They like, where, where you from? Like, you not from here. Where you from? Tell them where I'm from. They take my cat. They take my phone. They, and they call the police. They even took a picture of me. The police came. They seen I didn't have nothing illegal on me, so they let me go. Long story short, I drew back to Fort Bragg. I had to sign into battalion. And I picked up my second Article 15. I got out veteran duty, went back to Fort Lee. The story not over, just life of part three. That's That makes me sad, man. That makes me sad. The part that makes me sad is that people on the internet now will literally be like, hey, subscribe, like, comment, subscribe, and I'll tell you more about how I ruined my life. I'm so glad that I got busted because now I got 20,000 TikTok followers. Yo, that is not the way, man. That is not the way. That is that is so dumb. I, don't, I, I hope if, if anybody can take something away from this, it's, uh, it's that this is like now seeing this dude on social media He's posting these TikToks and probably enjoying the attention that he's getting, probably enjoying all these people talking about him. I'm talking about him. But the reason I'm talking about him is to maybe somebody will see this and they'll be like, yeah, that's really dumb. That's really dumb. TikTok comments are not worth a lifetime of trying to explain to people why you got an othered and honorable or a dishonorable discharge out of the military. All right, let's check out part three. He said, he said, like for part three, I guess let's check that out. Kari underscore not. Uh, it'll be, it's, it's going to be right there. Uh, I'm gonna put it in the um, comments for y'all so y'all can just easy click. Alright, everybody, I know y'all been waiting on part three of how I got kicked out the army. So uh, I posted it on my backup account, Kari underscore Nop. Uh, it'll be it's, it's gonna be right there. Uh, I'm gonna put it in the um, comments for y'all so y'all can just easy click. Alright, everybody, I know y'all been waiting on part three of how I got kicked out the army. Oh, hold up, I just watched the same so, TikTok uh, like three times. TikTok gets you like that sometimes. Uh, let's see, where is the actual part three? Do they have the actual part three up here? Everybody, I know y'all been waiting. Let's see, let's see, let's see. On part three of how I got kicked out the army. So uh, I posted it on my. All right, let me try to figure this out real quick. So I'm gonna try to figure this out real quick, and then it shouldn't take long. All right, we're about to we're about to find it. All right, here we go. 
So here we go, par three, figured it out. This is part three of how I got kicked out the army. I swear to God, this shit get crazy. If you thought that part one and part two was crazy, you went for a surprise. Cause part three, this shit get federal. Like this shit is hell. But if you watching this right now and you haven't seen part one and part two, you gonna wanna go to my main account. It's gonna be in the bio. I know it took me a little minute to make part three. I apologize for the wait, but it was just so much going on. And this is the most craziest one. So I didn't wanna like, so after I had got caught selling vapes the first time, I went back to Fort Lee for a second time to sell vapes again. Look, look at what he's saying right there. If anybody didn't catch that. So after that whole story about him running, fleeing, getting caught, you know, getting arrested, getting article 15, which was actually a second, that could have been a, the moment where you go, all right, this ain't good. But then he did it again. What he's saying is he did it again. He went back again. The same thing, the same racket, you know, if you, if you are feeling bad up to this point for this guy, uh, yeah, don't anymore. There's a great comment in the chat right now that says, how are you going to have a backup for TikTok? What you need is a backup for your life. That is the best comment of the day. Absolutely love that. Absolutely. And one of these, yes. Stupid shit. This time I wasn't alone. I had Brown and my man's with me. So you can see I had an accomplice. So like I said, I drove back down to Fort Lee. I'm not gonna lie, something felt weird about this day. My ex called me, she bad luck. I drive to the shop at on Orleans Island and I'm just chilling in my car. I had intent to sell vapes, but before I could sell a vape, a drill sergeant was already at my car. Shit. So what happened was somebody, one of the trainees told the drill sergeants that we were there to sell vapes. Once the drill sergeant came up to the car, you know, of course he gonna be asking questions and stuff. Like, what y'all doing here? When he asked me anything about vapes, you know, of course I said no. At this point in time, I just wanted to leave. But the drill sergeant had different plans. I ended up just putting my car in reverse. So as I'm backing out, just wanting to leave, the drill, the drill sergeant get behind my car and he talking about I hit him. So now the drill sergeant calls me. So he's saying he was trying to flee the scene again because he's been busted. And when doing so, he hit somebody with his car and then drove away. But he makes it seem like this is just, dude, Nobody just casually hits somebody with their car or like leaves when something, when you're trying to be detained as if you just, everything's fine and, and everything's calm and nobody's, you know, and, and nobody's in any danger. Nobody's, you know, all jacked up, adrenaline pumping. Like this is not a real life situation that you're describing. And it's obvious anybody who's listening to this can tell that. Police and since he claiming that I hit him with my car, now it's a hit and run because since I left and so boom, I'm off on this island now and I just want to chill out. Yeah, I did a hit and run or whatever. Who cares? It's really no big deal. Oh, and just chill. Just lay low real quick. Now that we're off on this island, my man's is insisting to me that we drop, that he drives. I guess he felt like he a better driver than me. A MP military policeman gets behind us and this man did not stop the vehicle at all. I'm not here to bullshit or lie. I did not intend on going on a high speed chase. I am not about that life. I swear to God. So boom, the police behind. Uh, I don't know. You guys let me know in the comments. I don't believe any of that for one second. It just doesn't make any sense. This, um... They, they, they behind us and we're still on post. The police are following us off post. So this lasted from on post to off post. Once the sheriff got behind us, that's when he eventually stopped the vehicle. And guess what he asked me to do? He asked me to swap seats with him. But you must be crazy. Like what, bro? There's no way, bro. You just took us on a high speed chase and now you don't want to own it. If you want to hear what happens next, you got to like the video for part four. Like for part get four. Get video, talk about him snitching. Yeah, you know, there, and then there's one more part to this whole thing. We're going to watch that here in a second. But 
you, I, I gotta tell you too that like you can see that just based on the numbers that he's TikToks here that his, um, his numbers go down and down and down. It, he's got a five percent average engagement rate. Uh, you know, it says a hundred thousand followers or whatever, but I don't think that that doesn't really jive with the numbers that you're seeing here. Man, and and here's the thing, he's I think that he thinks that this whole thing is, uh like promotional content for him but nobody's here for you man everyone's kind of laughing at you and it's because you're posting all this stuff on tiktok like nobody takes that seriously about somebody just when people it's kind of like going to like a gladiator game not i mean it'd be a compliment to compare you to like a gladiator but it's kind of like people go to the gladiator game because they they kind of like to watch somebody get hurt and you're hurting yourself you're in the arena beating yourself up. So, you know, maybe it'd be better to just not not go to the stands because, you know, that's messed up too to be the people who enjoy watching somebody get beat. But how about maybe just go back out and like, you know, to have a good life, enjoy your own life instead of putting yourself out there to be kind of somebody's uh, somebody else's entertainment. I don't know who needs to hear that, but... Meanwhile, I'm about to post this on TikTok later on. High speed chase. Boom. I ain't gonna lie. We thought we had got away from the MPs. You feel me? We was good. We was clear. We was on our way back to Brad. Fuck around. Look through the, uh, look, look. Actually, hold up. He's in like a military vehicle. When did they start putting pads on the door? Yo, I could have used that. I hit my head on that so many times. Windshield, whatever. I don't know what it's called. And a sheriff, like, going like 120, like, lights on. We stopped the car. Uh, they put me in handcuffs. And they put my man, she's sitting outside, and I'm in the back of the police car. As I'm in the police car, you feel me, in the handcuffs like these, my, my phone in the front, so I'm like, I'm calling people off my phone, I'm saying, hey Siri, you feel me, using my voice. I call a couple people from the hey Siri. Eventually they told my car, and like they take us back, they take us back and they put us in jail. Now we just sitting, right? We in the uh, jail, they banned us from Fully. They scan our fingerprint, mugshot. They handcuff us to the little bench. So, you feel me? We just, it's like a camera. And we just handcuff type. I'm not gonna lie. Once we first got in the holding cell, we didn't take none of that shit serious at all. We cracking jokes about what just happened, all type of shit. Like, it, it was just all funny. We been making rap songs. Like, we like, bring me out that motherfucking cell. I was really trying to laugh the pain away. In the back of my head, I was really sad as hell. But, you feel me? I'm, bring me out that. I'm really sad as fuck the whole time. Officers in there telling us to shut up, all type of shit. We still free me out that, free me out that This is not how I expected my day to go. Like that shit took a hard left. We get an interrogation room. They asking us, do we want to make statements on what just happened? Off the rip, I'm like, fuck no. Like y'all gotta do y'all job. I ain't gonna make it easy for y'all. Like, I ain't gonna lie. I thought we was gonna be able to beat that shit. Like, cause they ain't had no evidence on us and no shit like that. So we, in my head, I'm just like, man. You feel me like, y'all don't got no evidence. Y'all thought I forgot them handcuffs was way too tight. Like, wait. Somebody from my partner unit eventually came to pick us up. They was mad as hell. I'm just in there be like, can I use the phone charger? Why don't I have to leave their wife and kids so they weren't going for none of it? Like, if it was up to me, well, I'll let your ass sit in here tight. That ride back was so awkward, bro. My commander was like, again, Tor? Like, sir, I didn't do it. You got to believe me. So this is going to be part four. So that's where we're at. That's part four. I, I just got to say, man, these are self-inflicted wounds you know these are self-inflicted wounds that you and you're pouring lemon salt in there dude 
you you uh, if you want to come on a scuttlebutt show, you're welcome. Just hit me up. But I'll talk to you. But I don't I don't I think that you're wrong. And I've seen in another video he said that he's he he doesn't regret it and he's not going to regret it. Man, yes you are. Yes you are. And the only thing that you can do, if I'm talking to you directly, to redeem any of this is switch your story up so maybe your story can be a warning to others. Because right now, the way you're making it seem, nobody's going to take anything positive out of this except for just your uh, uh, you know, 15 minutes of fame. You could help somebody with this. You could, you know... Be real. You were talking about being sad. You could be real and talk about how this is actually really bad. This is really bad. Your life could have been so different. You did this twice and ran twice. I mean, you did this. You admitted to all of this on TikTok. But you could help someone else. That's your last chance here. Let me know what you guys think in the comments about that. All right. I mean, that's it. That's it. That's the last, that's the last way. The only way to redeem anything out of that is making it so maybe somebody else doesn't have to uh, go through some of the same stuff or think that this is cool or good or anything like that. Buford says this dude is 1000% full of it. H not says going to need the Island boys to save his career now. Damn. Could you imagine that collaboration? Eviana says when you're dead, you don't know you're dead. All the pain is felt by others. The same thing happens when you're stupid. Yo, that was, that was heavy. That was a great comment. I love that. John Franco says, why is this guy wearing his uniform after he's been kicked out? I, I don't think he's actually out yet. I think he's getting processed out. MC says, wonder how much money and how cool you'll be with a dishonorable discharge. How'd that work out? That's right. That's right. Harry Lime Pie with that. I uh, hope you have, you have a backup TikTok account, but you're going to need a backup life is maybe the best comment of all time. The actual real people doing work in the real military in this asshat waste air and listed opportunities. Yeah. My head hurts. Make it stop. Eviana says. Hey, you know what? Corporal says, no BS. If he shows, I go. Uh, I want Max to explore the depths of dumbass. I think I just did. I think we just did. Corporal says, army's gone soft. What reality is this? Is he sitting in a military vehicle? Yep. Making a beat on it. So, all right, guys. I guess that's going to wrap it up for today. Tomorrow is call-in day. You guys know that that's fun. If Chris Chaos is out here, feel free to raid live call-in day again. That was kind of fun last week, although I'm going to have to screen the callers because some of that stuff got kind of weird, although it was also kind of fun because that's what the internet's for, right? I mean, I don't take this stuff too seriously. I like to have a good time. With all that being said, thank you guys. Check out the join button down below this video if you're watching on YouTube. Check out patreon.com at the Scuttlebutt Show. If you want to become a patron, that's a great way to support the channel. Otherwise, head to scuttlebuttshow.com. Buy some merch like the Scuttlebutt shirt that I'm wearing right now. Get some train-to-train gear. Get some promotable t-shirts. Whatever it is, you guys know the deal. It's all really good stuff. I hope that you like it. Until next time, you guys, that's the Scuttlebutt.